If you're looking for a way to unwind and a fun new beverage, let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's made with real fruit, no added sugar, and infused with functional ingredients so it's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. My favorite flavor is the strawberry rose. Raspberry lemon's also really great. It's nice for when you're chilling on the couch, unwinding at home, treating yourself for a night in. I also don't mind taking them in the car with me. I love a little car roadie. And you deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Hello, everyone. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. And today's episode is going to revolve around the idea of creative burnout, lack of routine, and the frustration that can come with that. Feeling slightly neurotic, having neurotic behavior out of minor dysfunction, and a little bit of a life update. For those of you who have been keeping up, I moved out of New York and I moved to California on the 10th of May. So I've been here for 21 days. It's currently May 31st. Tomorrow's about to be June, which means I will be paying my first official month's rent here, which is exciting. And I'm not really (laughs) paying rent's not really like exciting, but just the fact that I'm on a lease here is kind of nice and fun. And I'm having such mixed feelings. I have zero regrets about coming here. I'm actually so proud of myself for getting my ass out of somewhere that was not exciting me and moving to somewhere that is. However, my therapist always talks about this, uh, I guess condition maybe we'll call it, this this effect that moving has on us as humans called root shock. It's actually not very healthy for us to be moving locations a lot. It's not good on the body. It's not good on the psyche. Not to say that we shouldn't, just to acknowledge that when a shift comes, if you're moving locations, whether it be moving apartments in the building or moving halfway across the world, it's going to unsettle you on the inside for a little bit. And I think I'm experiencing that where I know on a conscious level that I'm so glad to be here and I have no regrets about coming here. However, looking around at my room and seeing boxes and seeing shoes just scattered everywhere. I didn't realize how many shoes I have and looking at all my shoes and not having my typical furniture, not having a real setup is putting a bit of a 
a wrench in my routine, which I constantly talk about the cycle that I go through of thriving in chaos and then thriving in order. And I really think that's one of the greatest balances of life is being able to oscillate between order and chaos. And when I first got here, I was leaning into the chaos, the whole concept of like, I'm in California, I wanna wake up and smoke weed and lay on the yoga mat and look at the trees for two hours a day. And I was doing that and I loved it. But now I'm getting to the point where I can't just wake up and wake and bake and sit and stare at the trees all day, at least not as a part of my morning routine unless I'm waking up at 6 or 7 a.m. and I'm giving myself two hours to, you know, do that and then start my day by 9. I think that that would be something that could hypothetically work, though I'm not trying to make that move at the moment. I'm really trying to just wake up early. I have not been waking up early. My sleep schedule has been delayed. My I'm going to bed a lot later and I'm waking up a lot later. Anyway, these are just like little human things that I'm dealing with right now that I'm just like not super proud of myself. And I think that may be where the mood shift comes from. I'm having a little bit of therapy with myself with you right now because I'm trying to figure out why I feel off. And I was at dinner with my friends Tyra and Claudia last night and I was telling them that I'm just like, I got injured in a workout class, so I haven't been working out. And that's something that is good for my physical and mental health. I also don't have a proper routine here and I just haven't been doing the things that make me happy and when I'm doing the things that I truly want to do on a not just a surface level but a surface level and a little bit deeper just on a more personal level I suppose that's when I feel proud of myself and when I haven't been doing the things that I actually want to do I don't feel proud of myself and then I can't sleep well at night because I I don't know if that's an issue over the ego. I don't know what it is. But you know what I mean? Like, for example, I'm sitting with these boxes and I have a pile of winter clothes that I seriously do not know what to do with because I'm not going to need Uniqlo heat tech here unless I'm going on a ski trip. But that would be an occasion. And I, these clothes could definitely be stored away deep in, you know, under my bed or something. But right now my mattress is on the floor because I don't have a bed frame. So I can't hide it underneath my bed. So. Every single day I wake up and I look at this giant pile of winter clothes that I don't exactly know where to put away and it's stressing me out and I know it would take all of seven minutes, maybe maybe 25 if I'm being really generous to like actually put these clothes away because the box isn't that big and if I were to sit and give myself 25 minutes, which I'm planning on doing after this podcast is recorded and dealing with it, I will have such, such a sense of... Is pride the right word? I suppose because I was saying like an element of being proud of myself. Just the idea of if I do this, it's something that I've actually wanted done because it's something that's actually been bothering me. And I will feel better than, for example, like I love to go to the flea. They have a flea market on Saturday and Sundays in Silver Lake and I love to go. And on the surface, if I get invited, obviously I want to go. I don't actually want to stay home and deal with this box of winter clothes, but I know deep down that I will be a lot happier getting this box of clothes dealt with than getting a new tube top at the flea market. Even though going to the flea sounds more fun, I know that I will not actually be able to truly enjoy myself because I have other things that I really want to get done that will make me happier on a more long-term level. I guess that's Um, what I was trying to say. It's not like surface versus deeper. It's just thinking short-term versus long-term. I mean, your room should be your happy place. If your room is a mess right now, 
set a timer for 25 minutes, set a timer for 15 minutes and go at it. Just get as much cleaned up as possible. I need to do that and we deserve to be able to go back to our room and our room to be our sanctuary. Our bedroom should be a special place that feels comfortable and feels perfect and feels like it represents the best version of us. And I know a lot of us, our bedrooms are not representing the best version of us. Mine certainly isn't. So that's this week's challenge. Today's Tuesday. So we still have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday before the weekend. And I really just want to do the things I need to get done. In addition to, you know, work, I do have to work as well. But moving is work. It's so boring. It's so boring. It is not stimulating whatsoever to unpack boxes. And I wish I had the bug that a lot of my friends have where interior design just lights them up and they love to shop. I don't have that. The idea of getting nightstands was so annoying to me. Not even like stressful, but annoying. And we ended up going to a place in Highland Park, I believe, and I was able to find two laminate nightstands that match my laminate dresser that I got in Brooklyn. So that's really exciting, and I'm holding onto it right now. Like, I have a pillow on top of my nightstand, and then my phone on top of the pillow. And that, my friends, is how we record the At Lexi podcast, which I actually want to take a moment to brainstorm with you all the future of the At Lexi podcast. And what I want for this because one of my favorite aspects about this podcast is that it's just me and you, you know, I am speaking to you, you are living your life, you are going about whatever it is on a walk, in the car, at home, maybe cleaning your room. I would highly recommend for this episode in particular, put it on and go to your room and start cleaning, start organizing or whatever. Maybe it's your kitchen, maybe it's your bathroom, maybe it's your closet, whatever it is. Put headphones in, I'll talk to you, distract you a little bit while also making you think about what's um, going on in your life. I think that's one of my main goals of this podcast is to provide a healthy amount of entertainment, but also get you to think about your own life and make good decisions for yourself so you can ultimately do what you want with this life. Like we only have a certain amount of time, you may as well do everything that you want to and make way to make all those things happen. So I want to back up a little bit about the future of this podcast. I love that I'm speaking to you and it's just an us thing. And I have had two guests on in the past. We had Claudia Saluski, who's one of my best friends. And it was very like girl talk, you know, evening sleepover-esque energy. And then I had Sophia Kelly, who is an internet friend of mine who I don't believe I had ever met in person prior to our podcast. And she had been such a safety blanket for me during quarantine, like during the proper lockdown portion of quarantine. And I just wanted to share her with all of you. And those were two just very special guests. You know, I don't necessarily want to have a random person that their PR agent reached out to me and is like, hi, this person's promoting their new song. We'd love to have them on your podcast. Like, I don't want to have to be coming up with ideas of like, how could this person I possibly have something to talk about? I mean, maybe that's a challenge in the long run, but in the meantime, I only want to bring on guests that I personally feel connected to. So I do want to bring on more guests. I'm trying to find out percentage-wise. Maybe we start off really slow. Like once a month do I have a guest on? The second option of upgrade I was thinking is a video element. And if I had a guest, I would definitely... I think... hmm, I'm thinking this through. A video element, but the thing is that I'm recording on my phone 
on a pillow on a nightstand and I'm sitting crisscross applesauce speaking into it. So it's not ideal. It's not really like a proper setup. So for there to be a video element, it's sort of like this girl's just on her bedroom floor. But then there's also something maybe potentially charming about that. Like she's just on her bedroom floor speaking to you. And I just wonder if those of you who listen to podcasts like a video element. I know Spotify has recently for some creators been having like an automatic video play as an option if you are listening on Spotify. I was thinking more posting it onto YouTube. So I could either have a video element or guests or both. I definitely would like to find a studio or at least come up with a setup in my apartment that's a designated shot for the podcast. And I have a Geneva and I would love answers. So what I'm going to do is as for the last, I think, four or five episodes, I create a page for the episode that we can have a chat room and talk through. And I would love for your feedback on what you think this podcast, what you would like from this podcast, what you would want to see. Would you rather see me in video form or is the whole voice thing enough for you? Would you like to meet my friends? Would you like to meet my... Okay, wait, Claudia is sending me a ton of messages right now and I would love to see if, to just to make sure it's not an emergency. Oh, it's not an emergency. She is sending me closet organization links. See, this is what I'm talking about. My friends have this, this light within them that they, I mean, Claudia is a very organized girl. Like she can, she can see it. She can see the vision. She can walk in my closet and she already was like, you don't need hooks for your purses. You need long rods that you can hang multiple purses on. I was like, say less. That's so easy. I can see it. That makes sense. It's functional. And it'll probably look cute because my purse collection is kind of adorable. Uh, anyway, I just want to make sure it wasn't a problem because I just saw like her name popping up over and over and over again. And I'm like, let's, let's just double check. I feel like as time goes on and we get older, more uh, just inevitably, uh, bigger things happen. Like the more likely something bad, I don't want to talk about this. You know what I mean? I just want to double check that everyone was safe and happy and sending closet hooks is totally fine. Um, What else has been going on in my life? (sighs) I've been posting longer form videos on my YouTube channel. I love this podcast. I love the idea of long form content. I like speaking and not having to put as much work into editing different shots Also, who's watching vlogs anymore? It seems like nobody's watching vlogs. It seems like nobody wants to make a vlog these days. Get your ass up and make a vlog. I've been very into a couple shots, lots of talking. As you know, I'm definitely a speaker, love to chat. And then putting it together with like a couple cute little cuts and edits and things. I do like editing, but I like speaking more. Um. Maybe you can hear the helicopter. It's interesting. When I would record in New York, I would hear planes. Here, I I hear helicopters more. I don't know why. I mean, I'm... Okay. Okay. And we're good. Thank you so much for waiting. I have been experimenting with older style YouTube video contents, like a get ready with me where it's just really chatting, answering some questions that you guys sent on Instagram. The one before that I actually really like, let me go into my laptop and see what it's called. I think it's just called I Moved to California. And the way that it was is I've been 
I film vlogging a lot, so I do have my classic still shots of that just play through. But what I did is I had a life update at the beginning and it's just me in the frame. And then I introduced you to my roommate, Tyra, and I did a little Q&A with her, just giving you a little introduction, like meet my roommate style, which I believe I'm, at least I'm considering making another meet my roommate more properly video. And then after that, I added in the vlog clips that I had and the views and the integration or the interaction was pretty similar to previous videos of mine, but it was, I really liked it. I really liked it. It was easier and more fun for me. I got a little bit too into the rhythm of vlogging to the point that it felt systematic and less creative. I'm looking for something to be creative in. I'm feeling not super creative right now and I don't know if that's because, I don't know what it's because of to be honest, but I hope to find out and I hope that after I get, you know, my room cleaned up a little bit, uh, that I'll be feeling fun and fresh and ready to create something. Having a creative job is interesting because you always want your newest thing to be the best thing that you've made so far. At least that's how I feel like a lot of us uh, feel about this, where when someone goes to my channel, ideally my most recent video should be the best that it's ever been but in reality there's creative peaks and pits there's lulls and sometimes you're just i mean in my opinion or in my personal experience right now like i'm not looking to create like super high quality content man i don't know what is about this time maybe just because i'm recording in the afternoon that everyone's calling my dad just called me i'm getting my car shipped across the country which is going to be so nice. I think having a car in LA is going to change the game. And I want to go to the beach more. I live on the east side. I live in Silver Lake and I love the east side. When I lived here many years ago, I lived here in like 2014, 2015, 2016. Uh, I lived in West Hollywood and then I also lived in West LA, like Brentwoody area. Um, and I never really went to the east side. I didn't spend any time really on the east side at all. I think I could count on one hand the amount of times that I went to Silver Lake or even downtown really, uh, let alone like Los Feliz, Highland Park, Eagle Rock, anything like that. Um, and now that I'm here, it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. The mountains. But once I have a car, I definitely want to be making beach trips. I want to go to Malibu. I want to go to Laguna Beach. I want to go to Santa Barbara. I really want to explore California. See, now that's something I would be more than happy to share on my YouTube channel. I want to show off the gorgeous, glorious state of California. And I just want my friends from the east side, not the east side like LA, I mean like east coast, to come on and visit me and explore these places with me because my evil plan, right, would be to have them all move out here too. Like, that's my loved ones are my everything and it's really fun to have worlds that exist in different cities and feel like you have a home in multiple places around the world but when it gets to the point where you're like I just want you know to have a sleepover with you or I just want to even less than that like I want to take a workout class with you and it would be an hour-long activity like no one's flying across the country to take a Barry's boot camp workout class with you but I wish a girl can dream anyway that's a little life update on me feeling a little neurotic about um, how mildly but also severely <laughs> disheveled my room is and we're gonna deal with that today.
I'm saying it here now. While I'm editing this podcast, I will be cleaning my room, mark my words, scout's honor, and let's get into your questions to see what you guys have been asking. Oh, and I will link the Geneva in the show notes. Okay, let's get into your questions, but first, a word from today's sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash L-E-X-I-E. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Way's new hair gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. So I asked on Instagram, and my Instagram handle's at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast, four questions, and let's just start from the beginning. Okay, have you ever wanted to come up to Northern California, Santa Cruz, Big Sur, San Francisco? And this is a question from The Fledging Potter. Yeah, I mean, I literally just said that I want to explore the glorious state of California. So yes, I've been to San Francisco. I've never been to Santa Cruz. I've never been to Big Sur. I want to go to Napa. I, I went to Mammoth. I would like to go back there. Yes, the answer is Y-E-S. Zoes3789 asks for any tips to get into journaling. Love the pod. My tip for getting into journaling is always start as a to-do list or write down what's been like bothering you, stressing you out, um, just to get it out on paper. And then I end up always having ideas. Like for example, I will write down what I need to do for this week. And then I just get really into it and I start wanting to make like a really fun designed looking page and I also think that there's plenty of journal prompts online I bought Sophia Kelly's paradigm shift ebook and I really like that 
I also do have a journaling page on my Geneva where everyone shares journal prompts as well as like a physical journals and pens that they like, sharing their actual journal pages. So there's a ton of advice there. Someone else asked, this is from Nadia Hassanali. Lexi, make journal prompts for us. I, I should. I should. I absolutely should. And I should charge for them because I feel like they would be great. Interesting. Okay, something to think about. Maybe, see, there's so many routes that you can take, that anyone can take, that I can take. Like, I love video as a medium, but I also love journaling. I love pen and paper as a medium. I love speaking. So sort of this podcast style, because it's less about audio and more about communication. Wow. Okay, just had a little bit of a light bulb moment. NikkiX33 asked, how to stop feeling so overwhelmed? You have to get your shit together, truly. Like, if you're overwhelmed, you need to find what is overwhelming you. And if that's just sitting down and having a quiet moment to yourself or pulling out pen and paper and writing down all the things that are overwhelming you, which would be a great thing for me to do as well. I I know at the moment what's overwhelming me. So almost writing them down would just be a form of procrastination in a way. But... You have to just get it together and start getting organized. Organization is the... (sighs) Why is the word not coming to me? Not antidote. Antithesis? What is the word I'm looking for? Someone will know. Someone's out there listening. They're like, I either said it or I didn't. But the... uh, The best way to combat the feeling of being overwhelmed is a system, a system of organization. So if you can create that for yourself, if you're feeling overwhelmed just with time management, or if you're feeling overwhelmed with physical belongings, you're feeling digitally overwhelmed, you're feeling overworked, like finding a system is going to be the solution. Morgan Raymond asked, will you get a pet? I would love to get a cat. I don't think I'm ready yet because I feel quite free at the moment and I would like to be an untethered soul for a little bit of time before I feel uh like what if I want to go to Paris for a month you know what I mean I don't want to have to worry if my cute little cat will have someone to watch them so no not yet but in in the future sure maybe if I like get in a serious relationship that could be the time to get a pet Sophie Turner 21 asked, have you ever experienced addiction to your phone? How do you deal with it? Oh, absolutely have I experienced addiction with my phone. Are you kidding? I've had times in my life where my screen time is like seven hours, eight hours. I don't know, something absolutely absurd. And how I dealt with it, I need to socialize in the real world. The way that I get off my phone is doing something very involved with friends. So going on a hike, having a game night, even watching a movie, which seems maybe counterproductive, where it's like, okay, great, you're moving your eyes from the small screen to the big screen, but putting on a really engaging movie and forcing yourself to pay attention to it for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, however long the movie is, you just need to prove to yourself that you can go without it, that like life is interesting enough to live without your phone because it gets to the point where you're like, I'm not entertained. Like your phone begins to entertain you more than the actual world does, which is a scary 
issue to deal with, but I've been there. I've definitely, definitely been there. And other ways that I have dealt with it, I mean, more on the nose advice is like, delete the app, like get rid of TikTok, get rid of Instagram, delete it off your phone. But I think the solution for me is to find something that's more engaging from my phone, also doing something that involves both hands. So cooking or writing or riding a bike, something like that where you physically should not be able to use your phone while doing, that's my advice. Hannah Sierra, if I'm saying that right, I might be saying that wrong, asks how to deal with the overwhelming career paths after school. I really believe that we should take our biggest risk while we're young. Like, take your biggest risk now because life is only going to get more demanding. Our responsibilities are only going to increase as time goes on. And we have the most freedom that we're ever going to have right now. And if you can, try to get the job that you want the very most. So if you know that you could get a consulting job because your neighbor's dad has a connect for you or whatever... But you really want to work at Warner Brothers. You want to work at... I don't want to recommend SeaWorld. Why is SeaWorld coming to mind? You want to work at a resort. You want to... You want to work abroad. Do that now. Oh my god. Do not just settle for the easy option if you don't have to. This is the time to make your dreams come true. It's always the time to make your dreams come true. Come on, you know who you're talking to. You're talking to a fellow dreamer. She loves the idea of like living this big, exciting life because that's what, why wouldn't you want to do that if you can? My advice to dealing with how overwhelming all the paths are is to find the ones that actually excite you and follow those first. You can always backtrack and find another path, but why not take the most exciting one? Emily Belanza asked, if you could make your own strain of weed, what would you name it? Ooh, the first thing coming to my mind is my old Pokemon Go username, which was Cherry Hoops. And I think that that would be really cute. Can I have a gram of the Cherry Hoops? Can I have an ounce of the Cherry Hoops? Maybe, I remember when I had it on um, Instagram, the username I have was Cherry Hoops 5 and it was like my outfit account, which is actually now, anyway, she's dead now. But can I have an ounce of the Cherry Hoops 5 That'd be cute. I would love to have my own little weed company. I would love to have my own little mushroom company. I was telling that to my friends last night. Like, I would love to sell mushrooms. I think that'd be so fun. A friend of mine is actually doing that at the moment. And it's always been, like, a little dream of mine. Like, low-key, low-key, low-key. And seeing her do it, I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Emily Balanza also asked... Oh, I'm saying her name wrong. Emily Balzana asked for my favorite type of pasta. Not the dish, but the shape. Oh, I love rigatoni. I really do. Emily Balzana. I mean, if you're going to ask three questions in a row and I'm going in order, which today I am, you're going to get all your questions answered. What do you look for in a book? I look for... <sighs> That's a really good question. Something that I would like to think about a little bit more, but... I don't have the gift of time right now, so how would I answer this? I like something that's a little challenging. I like something that's not too easy for me. Um, I love a plot twist. I do like a resolution. I like a happy ending. I will give a caveat that I also enjoy plots of time books, you know, where the plot 
there isn't really a plot. It's just a chunk of time. For example, Charles Bukowski has the book Factotum, where you're just following the life of this drunk from, you know, random month and random year to random month and random year. It doesn't have an arc. You just get a peek into this man's life, and I do enjoy those style books as well. But I love a happy ending. Um, I like a slow burn. I do. I don't like these quick fly-through reads. I will say an exception for me was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I really loved that book. It really engaged me, but I I don't love a lot of like the books that are being recommended to the mainstream right now. I'm not a big fan of them. I like a longer book. I like a slow burn. So those are some things that I look for in books. It sounded a little pick-me, and I don't really mean it that way. I don't like the mainstream books. I'm just saying, I just think the mainstream, we don't give them enough credit. I love when something like Valley of the Dolls was trending, like because that's a fantastic book. But some of these other books that are just being... Like, I have a vendetta against Colleen Hoover. I've never read one of her books. I've never read one of her books, but something about it feels so off-putting to me. And I don't know if it's the covers. It could be that simple. But something about it, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to. Ta underscore BN9 asks for my favorite fashion piece at the moment. Um, I have these cute little Juicy Couture flip-flops that I'm wearing a ton. I also had these square-toed flip-flop heels that had all these leather straps on it that you tied around the ankle and around your foot. And I did a little construction project and I ripped all of them off, so now I just have these high-heeled, square-toed, black leather flip-flops. And they're fantastic. What else? I've been loving long skirts. Even though I love to show off my legs, I'm here for the long skirt trend. Yeah, those are my faves right now. Soph.cpp asked me, how do you get your equilibrium mood to fall on the happier side? This is a hard question for me to answer because I think just naturally I fall on the happier side. And so when I find that my equilibrium is not on the happier side, I know that I'm I'm not feeling like myself and I feel off. I feel off kilter because if we are saying that we all fall on a spectrum um, from like pretty miserable to ecstatic, I generally do fall on the happier side. And I think gratitude as overstated as it is, is truly the cure. I think if you have a moment, even right now, if you want to pause the episode and just think of two or three things that you're genuinely grateful for, in the last day, what are you grateful for? Like, And just dig out some good moments because it's easy when we're thinking of gratitude or when we're thinking of things to be grateful for uh, at least I'm guilty of this, so I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I'll be like, I'm grateful for my friends, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful that I have food on my table, and it's like, okay, but you need to dig deeper and look into the details, because it's fantastic that I have friends and family and food on my table, but I need to think of like, oh, I'm so grateful that I didn't have to search very hard for parking yesterday. I'm grateful that the specific snack that I wanted at the store was still in stock. I'm grateful for not having to wait for my prescription in a long line like I have in the past. I'm grateful for my incredible water pressure in the new apartment. And then I think it hypes me up or makes me feel happier because these are all new things. They're all new experiences where I've been fortunate enough to have good friends and good family 
and food on my table for my entire life and I should be grateful for that but a lot of times to get you on the happier side you need to think of like well what has been good lately like what is something new Nicole Sear asked how to upgrade change your style for a new wait how to upgrade change your style for a new home without spending like crazy damn I thought you were gonna ask about clothes and I was gonna reiterate the shoes that I had a DIY moment with and then same thing with Tyra had this biker jacket that she thrifted but it was an actual biker jacket not like a fashion biker jacket so I had to cut out all of the padding in it so it fit a little bit nicer and I'm just I really wanted to give advice on like how to change up your style without spending too much and it would be like taking all the stuff that you would want to get rid of and then figuring out why you want to get rid of and seeing if you can change it so for example those leather flip-flops that I had I hated all the straps it was like too busy it was too much they were uncomfortable whatever and now I've already worn them out to dinner once I like I fixed them yesterday and I wore them out yesterday and same thing like if you're sick of your ooh, this is a good idea like let's say you're sick of your bedspread diet diet you could tie-dye it you could just dye it one single color curtains I feel like are also relatively inexpensive and they can make your space look a lot more expensive um also see if any of your friends or someone on the internet would want to do a furniture swap with you so then you're not spending any new money you're just getting rid of a piece that you don't like like you have a really you have an accent chair that you're just like not a fan of anymore because you've been staring at it for too many years maybe someone else has an accent chair that they're sick of staring at and you guys like each other's something like that another way is simply rearranging the space putting your bed on a different wall switching the direction that the couch is facing getting new towels new accent pillows that's another way to change up the style without spending like crazy yeah emily doused us how to smoke weed in a productive way uh i think similarly to how we have to figure out when during the day we are most productive and you also have to figure out in what way you can be productive when smoking so for example i know i i can be an idea man if i'm smoking i can I will always get through pages and pages and pages of my journal. Now, I have other friends. Maybe that's not their shtick. They don't like to think, but they can clean. They want to do dishes. They want to vacuum. They want to sweep. That's the way that they can be productive. Of course, um, we should never rely on weed to be productive. Also, I think a lot of times that's not really what weed leads to. But that would be my little insight. Jessica Rabbit, how are you able to get that username? Uh, asked for Cali men versus New York men, the positive and negative comparison. Right now I'm into California men. I like, I like them. I also think people are more interested in being in relationships out here, which is m far more my speed. I'm really not into this like quickie hookup culture that a lot of people in New York are involved with. No, 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 no. Just like my books, when it comes to a relationship, I like a slow burn. Ooh, California men. I don't know. They're like a, a mix of like hip, but also kind of outdoorsy. Like they're fashionable and like are hip with the trends. Like, ew, hip with the trends? How old am I? Uh, like they listen to good music. They have good style, but then they also know like good hikes or maybe they surf or they skateboard. And it's just, I don't know. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm feeling much more 
into dating out here. Fallon M asked, have you ever struggled with body issues? Of course. I'm a woman existing in 2020. I grew up with the internet and I've been bombarded with media. Of course I have body issues. I also have the sexiest friends in the world. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Why aren't I a size zero? Uh-oh. It also comes in waves. I always notice that I have body issues around my period. And I had a really bad body day yesterday. And it was simply just because, you know... The hormones. Uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't just simply that. I don't want to completely discredit body issues, but for sure, I've definitely struggled with them. Oh my god, Jenny asked me, why am I so cute? I simply don't know. I must give the credit to my mom and dad. I love this question. I love this question. Jillian Joffe asked, do you have any summer traditions? Not that I can think of. My summer traditions used to be like, go to summer camp. Um... Do I have any summer traditions? Oh my god. And I would always spend the summer with my grandparents. I just need the dresser if anyone heard that. I mean nightstand. Summer traditions. That's such a good question. I don't think... I don't... I don't think so. But my god, that's a journal prompt. I'm going to sit down and come up with some, some things that I want to do. A summer bucket list. Huh. Do you guys have any summer traditions? Same thing. In the Geneva chat, send me those because I would love to be inspired. I'm feeling very motivated to have a fantastic summer. And you know what? I kind of love a tradition. Love that. Lotus Flower asked for tips for moving out of state with your best friend. So I live with my best friend and we did move out of states. The thing about it is, is that like we are not two girls that just like entered a whole new world we both have friends here and I've even lived here in the past. So it's not like it's the two of us trying to create a life. We both sort of had a life. I don't want to say waiting for us out here, but sort of. And I think that's made it a lot easier where we're not like searching for friends or things to do. Like we kind of know the area and we know a lot of people. But I would say that it's a fun thing to do. I mean, I've always been like a little hesitant over living with friends because I think we've all been warned. I have a pretty good track record. I think that is something that you should look at. If you've been living with friends and you're maybe not friends with them anymore, maybe you're the problem and you should probably live alone. But if you have maintained friendships with all of the people you've lived with, or at least a majority of them, and it's, you know, the one that you didn't is a very reasonable circumstance, then I think go for it because I have no regrets right now. Woo! It's very exciting. It's very fun. I feel like her and I are on a reality show, like living a, like a season kind of like, I don't know who, who of the Kardashians, sorry, I didn't watch during this era, but like whenever two of them went to New York or I think two of them went to Miami, I feel like it's that like Tyra and Lexi in LA. I'm really here for this season. I love it. I love it. Alyssa82 asked, how do you celebrate your birthday? I like to get out. I like to escape for my birthday and have a trip. Or I like to do an activity, so let's see. So I went to the rodeo for 26. I did Malibu for 25. I went horseback riding for 24. I did catch and a club, like boom boom room night for 23. For 22, I went skiing. For 21, I rented a house by the beach. For 20? What did I do? I was in LA. I 
think I was going through something because I think I like walked dogs in Beverly Hills and then like had a just like an evening at my house. 19, I also have no idea. 18, I had never had just an all girls party before. And so I held this like tea party at my house. Like God bless my parents for allowing this. I made them both leave the house all day. I wanted the house to myself. <laughs> Why did they allow that? And I made all of these very like Pinterest worthy snacks like fruit kebabs and little sandwiches and I made cocktails and I also had vodka gummies that I had been soaking for a week in my friend's fridge. Everyone dressed up and it was adorable. We had like a photo booth. I like threw it all together. Wow. Wow. I love that. So typically I like to get out but or I like to do kind of like a fun activity that I've never really done before and always kind of wanted to or something that I've been itching to do. So that is that. And I actually have a 2 p.m. meeting, so I'm going to let you all go. If you like this episode, leave it a five-star rating or a lovely review on the podcast app. Chat with me in the Geneva um, page that I will have linked in the show notes. And I'm always on Instagram and YouTube. And if you like the episodes, there's plenty more to listen to. Thank you so much for listening. XOXO, Lexi. Mm-hmm.